Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcasts, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you'll get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member immediately and be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And don't forget to mention I had to say it in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Uh, I am going to actually be, after some discussion with one of my fellow independent podcasters this morning, I decided to can the episode I originally had scheduled for today's drop-in re-record this one instead um a couple of things first off for anybody who actually made it all the way through the last episode and listened to the end uh it was brought to my attention that i said march 27th for a the uh cutoff date it should actually be april 27th apparently i just misspoke and forgot what month it was while i was recording that so yeah that's on me uh, the thing is i decided i was going to can the last episode and do something new because uh, it seems the universe, fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it, is not without a sense of humor. The same week I release an episode trying to talk about how all these police-involved things are not something that all the officers should be judged for, which I still stand behind, by the way. Yes, the situation's fucked up. Yes, there's a lot of people in positions of power that should probably not be there. And they need better training, they need better education, they need better support. They don't need to be treated as psychologists and specialists in every single field that imaginable because they're dealing with all kinds of fucked up situations. The police departments in this country need to be restructured. Things need to be adjusted. Things need to be fixed. There are a lot of social issues that are fucked up that need to be repaired. But, you know, two days after I drop an episode talking about these exact things, there's another police-involved shooting. And it testifies to the fact that it, the lady's claiming it's an accident, and that's entirely possible. She mistook her taser for a gun. The situation did not necessarily merit that much of a reaction, and regardless of how things went, things get escalated. And I hear a lot of people saying, well, if you just comply, these things won't happen. And it's true, to an extent. There is a time and a place and a way for noncompliance. And then there's the way it's being done by a lot of people now. And societally and socially, it's a thing that's being called for by a lot of groups that are supposed to be guiding and influencing and helping people better their lives. But at the same time, what they're doing is really not what's best for their societies, their cultures, their groups. All these different people that are out there constantly saying, well, you know, don't submit, don't do this, don't do that. There's a difference between the right way to resist something and the wrong way. You can be non-confrontational and still not be compliant. its I know it sounds like it doesn't make a lot of sense, but my point is, 
if you have a problem with something that a police officer is doing to you, there is a right way to do go about not complying, and there's a wrong way to do it. Particularly when you're dealing with someone who has the lethal force means at their disposal readily. You don't want to comply. You want to be difficult. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. The right way to do it is not to be aggressive. Don't be hostile. Don't necessarily comply and go along and just roll over. But on the other hand, if you get pulled over for a traffic violation and the first words out of your mouth are fuck your mama to the cops, the situation's not going to go well. I've had my fair share of interactions with police officers over the course of my life. I've done some dumb shit. I've been on the wrong end of doing things that have involved interactions with the cops more than once. I'm still here to talk about it. I've never been to jail, as much as that may surprise some people. I've been in positions where I probably could have gone to jail. I've been in positions where I know I should have at least gotten a ticket. But... Since my first reaction isn't fuck you and the badge you're standing behind, no. I can usually, just by being polite and respectful and not being a douche, it's amazing how, and I know part of it is, yes, I am a, at this point, middle-aged, bald-headed Caucasian guy. I do have a little bit of leverage. Not a ton. There's plenty of rotten bastard white guys out there, too, and I'm never going to be the one saying there's not. There are plenty of ignorant-ass motherfuckers that look just like me. But, so yeah, I I may have... Well, I'm not even going to say may. I do have the advantage of I am not one of the people who is more typically targeted and more typically subject to these kind of things. On the other hand, though, how you go into these things, and that's part of the problem is we've gone from a mentality of being non-compliant but still respectful to being confrontational. There's a huge difference between non-compliance and confrontation. And realistically, if you're not doing anything wrong and you know you're not doing anything wrong and you're not telling people to go fuck themselves at the same time, it's not a 0% chance, but it does reduce the odds. Your behavior and your demeanor going into these situations is going to directly impact the escalation levels. Most of the time. They, granted, there are shithead, terrible cops out there. There are they're people. They're horrible human beings, and they're, they just happen to be horrible human beings with a job that puts them in a much worse position for the people that they have a problem with. I'm never going to say that doesn't happen. I'm never going to say that doesn't exist. It does exist. Is it the norm? Probably not. Yeah, these horrible things keep happening, and they're happening, it seems like, more frequently. I don't know if they're happening more frequently or they're getting more attention. It's sort of a, a matter of debate. Some people say it's happening more because things going are going to shit, which I don't disagree. Things are going to shit in this world. But on the other side of that coin, it, it's also much more immediately covered. It's Things are happening, and... Social media and the internet and the media age is amplifying all of these incidences. And at the same time, nothing is really... People are getting angry. People are getting upset. Nobody's actually addressing the issues. They're addressing their their butthurt feelings instead. And, you know, they want immediate fixes that are completely impractical. They're completely impossible to implement you can't just make well, there's no magic wand there's no way you can just fix everything because this is what's wrong and we identified it so now it's fixed 
No, it's going to take work. It's going to take time. These things need implementation. They need support. They need to be done the right way or it's not going to fucking work. And so many people are so emotional about these things and so bent out of shape that they don't realize they're being completely fucking unrealistic. And then last night there was another mass shooting. At least that's how they're billing it. It's a mass shooting. A bar got shot up. Do we know the reasons behind why? No, we don't. Well, And it's in my hometown. And that's how I found out about it. It's, it wasn't covered on the news that I've watched, but I've kind of unplugged from the, the mass media news just because I can't stand this shit anymore. But I, I fire up my social media this morning, and I see a bunch of posts by my friends and, and family. I have family members that were at the bar that got shot up that last night. And... The people who were there and the people who have injured family members and the people who lost loved ones, two people died. And I'm not trying to minimize that at all. And one of the people, uh, the social media, like a local social media presence in Kenosha, this guy, Corey Elijah, I've talked about him before. He's done some really amazing things. He's doing great things. He's got a podcast. He does like on-the-scene reporting every time there's unrest in the town. And he's becoming a very, he's interviewing politicians and political people and people that are running for election and stuff. The kid's doing a lot of really good stuff. And he's had his own shit to deal with. And he was one of the first things in my feed and I saw. And he said one of the smartest fucking things I've heard come out of this mess. And that's, this is not the time to push your agenda. These people need time to grieve. They need time to, to process what happened. Don't start stumping your shit to, I mean, that's not how he said it, obviously. That's how I'm saying it. But... He said, be a decent human being and just let them process and grieve before you start trying to push your agenda based on the back of their tragedy. And he's right. And like I said, he's a really smart guy and he's, he does some really good things and you need to go check him out just for my, uh, my two pennies on that one. But the thing about it is it's already started where so many people even on comments on, like, my friends' posts about things that happened where they're, well, this is why we need to take all the guns, and they're already pushing their agenda. You know, no consideration, no forethought. And based on the piecemeal information I've been able to dig up just reading a few articles online, because I wanted to know what happened. I, I, have, I don't have, other than some family members, I don't have a lot holding me in my hometown anymore. Things have changed. Life moves on. I don't keep up to date on everything like I did when I lived there. Obviously, I have my own life to worry about, but I do still feel a certain connection to the place. So I did some, there's not a lot of information available at this point. It's been less than 24 hours and there's all kinds of speculation going on and they've got a general description of the suspect and there was more shots fired down the line. This sounds, this was not a like random mass shooting from what I can tell. This sounds more like it was a targeted thing. And that's just my conjecture based on the, th- the little bit of information I've been able to glean from different news sources, all of which are already reporting things with their own skew, which just disgusts me on a whole nother level, but that's a whole different soapbox. Media is no longer impartial, so you have to take everything with a grain of salt, and you have to look at multiple sources so you can try and figure out where the actual truth lies. You can't just read one report and accept that as gospel. There is no impartialness in reporting anymore. There is no unbiased factual presentation. Everything has a spin. Everything has a a, a lean or a skew. And you can't just go into things 
thinking that there's not. You can't just accept what's being fed to you or you're feeding into the problem. And ultimately, that is <laughs> that is realistically the thing that was most prominently on my mind. And I really I felt like I needed to say something about this. My heart goes out to everyone who was involved in this. To the people who are dead, I'm sorry. To their families, to the people that are wounded, I hope you recover. It's uh, the people who were there that are going to be like mentally fucked up because they were at on the scene and they know they could have died or they could have gotten hurt. That's I'm I my heart goes out to those people. I feel terrible for them. At the same time, the bigger issue here, and I've talked about this before, and I feel like it's gonna things are gonna keep happening like this because. People want to blame the guns. People want to blame the cops. Nobody wants to talk about the deeper, more root causes of these things. Responsibility is no longer a thing. Accountability is no longer a thing when held in the terms of the individual. Everything is always somebody else's fault. Nobody wants to address the mental health issues where people are so mentally fucked up and not getting any support. They're not getting any backup. They're not getting any kind of assistance when they need it. And... People today have no coping skills. They don't know how to... De- We've developed a society where everybody wants to wrap everything in bubble wrap and keep everybody safe and soft. And when shit does go sideways, people don't know how to react. People don't know how to deal with problems. They don't know how to process anger or issues. They don't know how to live with disappointment. They got so used to hearing that they should, that they deserve what they want and they deserve what they think they, they should have... That when people don't have what they want and don't think, get what they think they're deserving, they don't know how to process it. When people have issues with another person, they don't know how to process it in any, anything resembling a healthy, functional manner. And that's why you get some asshole grabbing a gun and going and shooting up a bar full of people because we don't know why because this happened. We don't know, but in the broad sweeping terms of things, you have people that have issues with an establishment that attack people that have nothing to do with their problem. And yes, I feel like it, it actually, that actually is becoming more common because we have removed the ability to cope with loss and failure from people's skill sets. We don't, uh, we don't address mental health issues when it comes to things like biochemistry and chemical imbalances and people needing help and people needing support and counseling and therapy and somebody that's safe to talk to. It's not safe to bring up the fact that you feel a fucked up way. Everyone's afraid of being stigmatized and being ostracized and being treated differently or like a freak because they feel bad about something instead of being told it's okay to feel that way and and being taught how to process these things and how to deal with feeling negative in ways how to deal with guilt or anger or hatred or any of that shit in a healthy and functional manner so they don't know how to cope they don't know how to deal with things and they snap and they do horrible shitty things and Outlawing guns isn't going to fix that. Disbanding the police isn't going to fix that. Training the police will fix that. Teaching people healthy, positive ways to deal with stress and grief and anger and fear and hatred will fix that. Outlawing guns only affects people who are already following the laws. That's the, the biggest thing that is currently pissing me off is instead of addressing the root cause of these problems, instead of saying... Let's fix what is fucked up in our society so people don't feel the need to go out and ventilate a supermarket or shoot up a bar or go into a spa and kill a bunch of people for some stupid-ass, worthless reason. How about we teach people how to deal with their shit? And we teach people 
That it's okay to feel a certain way as long as you address it. Instead of shoving it down until you snap and do something fucking horrible. Stop trying to blame things that are not important. These are uncomfortable conversations and nobody wants to fucking have them. And that is the problem. That's why things are getting worse. It's not all of a sudden guns and and, and firearms and horrible things, of weapons of death are so much more readily available. No. The shit has been available for generations. And these kind of things weren't happening on a regular basis. When you, you got a, a school shooting, like when a kid in Texas climbed to the top of a bell tower back in the 60s, that was amazingly out of character because people didn't do that back then. Now we've completely lost the ability to process and deal with things, and it's so much more common. Back then, somebody going off the deep end like that was a rarity. Now it's a Tuesday, and that's not because all of a sudden everybody and their mother has a fucking gun. I'm so sick of hearing that argument because that is being used to push an agenda by other people who we should trust less. Why are the people that are supposedly running this country you know, supposedly for the good of the population, but at this point, if you still believe that, you need to wake the fuck up. I'm not going to go with, like, all tinfoil hat and conspiracy and they're watching us, because they are. It's not a conspiracy if it's if it's a fact, if it's a proven fact. The information's out there, and it's not, like, in a weird dark web kind of way. It's been proven. There are movies about this shit at this point, about events that have happened in the last decade that have proven... You're being manipulated. You're being controlled. You're being monitored. These are not the issues that are being addressed by the people that are supposed to be guiding and steering this country. They don't own things. They don't run. Well, I mean, they do own things, but they're not supposed to be in charge. They're supposed to be serving the public trust, and they're not, and we let them get away with it, so that's on us. But the problem with this is when these things happen, when all these horrible things come up, instead of saying, fix the fucking problem, these people start pushing their agendas and the my team has got to win, your team's got to lose mentality sets into the rest of this fucking country. And instead of there being a discussion about mental health and why did this horrible fucking thing happen, it's going to turn into we need to retrain the cops, we need to defund the police, and we need to take everybody's guns. No, we need to fix the broken people in this fucking country. We do not need to have someone else making all of our life decisions. That is the mentality that got us to this point in the first place. Saying, you know, please, Daddy, come here and tell me what to think and what to feel and how to do these things is why people cannot process shit on their own. As soon as an issue comes up that someone feels they cannot talk about or they cannot go to someone and get it fixed or work through their emotions or their feelings, those are the things that are pushing these assholes over the edge. They don't know how to cope with their feelings. They don't have any kind of structure or any sort of reference and so what do they do? They default to being stupid, shitty people. It's, it, it's a fucking horrible thing, and it needs to be fixed. It needs to be adjusted. And, and until we get to the point where we can have the conversations about the shitty subjects, until we can start openly discussing these uncomfortable matters and admitting these are problems that need to be fixed, nobody wants to admit they're broken. Nobody wants to admit they need help until... Something terrible happens. It's not always some newspaper-making, nationally horrific issue that happens before somebody realizes they're fucked up and they need help. For a lot of us, it's a personal thing. It's something that happens to us, and it doesn't fuck anybody else 
else up. It fucks us up. And we realize we need help. And we start going to these professionals. But we do it cautiously by, for the most part. A lot of people, with the exception of the fact that a lot of mental health issues have become kind of like trendy. I hate to say it that way, but it's kind of how it is. People want to define their mental health issues as, oh, well, I have this, and really quick, I, I need this prescription and that prescription, and I figured it out because I went on WebMD, and I have all the classic symptoms of this, that, and the other. And I'm going to go further into mental health issues uh, in another episode. I have, <laughs> But I'm getting off, off the track here. I don't want to harp on it too much at this point. But... It is something that we need to address. We need to stop trying to blame the wrong things. No, we don't need to blame anything. We need to start having an open and realistic dialogue about what is fucked up in this country so we can actually fix it. We can't just keep rolling along, pretending like doing the same shit that we've been doing for the last 30 years, trying to you know, fix the problem. In the course of those 30 years and the same bullshit back and forth, it's gotten exponentially worse. And we need to realize that that is not working. We cannot keep doing what we've been doing and thinking we're going to get different results. The literal textbook's definition of insanity. Doing the same shit over and over again and expecting a different result. It's stupid. It's poor thinking. It's so sad. And in some ways, we've gotten so much better about having these conversations. But at the same time, in other ways, we are just jamming our heads in the fucking sand and waiting for somebody else to come along and solve the problem. We can't do that. It's never going to fucking work. It's going to just keep being terrible, miserable, shitty results. No change. You don't do anything different. You don't get different results. And that's going to be my soapbox for this one. So we're going to take a quick break. And I, when we come back, I had put it out there, ask if anybody had any questions for the Q&A session kind of thing. So I didn't get a ton of responses. So in the second half of the episode, I'm going to address the questions I did get. Uh... But uh, you guys got to start working with me here. I'm trying to get the listener engagement up. I want participation. I need feedback from you guys. So I did get some questions. When we come back from the break, we're, I'm going to answer those questions. And we are going to, uh, you know, I guess you'll get to know me a little bit better. There, There's some good questions in there. So we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so thanks for sitting through that. The uh, first set of questions I've actually got uh, come from the Weird Distractions podcast. Uh, they're a podcast. They talk true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stuff, folklore, uh, you know, cryptids, all, all the weird shit out there. It's the, the, they, their, their slogan, you need a distraction, we got you. Uh, they drop episodes on Sundays. They it, it, it's entertaining stuff. If if you're into, there's a little bit of everything in there. You can find something you'll like. So they sent me the first questions I got. Um, it said, "What is my favorite go-to movie?" As of recently, uh, I haven't really watched too much new stuff. But my go-to movie when I'm just looking for something to turn on in the background 
is probably the Boondock Saints um, or Deadpool. Either either of those two movies, I can pretty much watch it any time it's on. Um, then, so that's the my go-to movie. Uh, country I'm dying to visit post-panorama. Uh, well, once we're allowed to start traveling again, I've already kind of roughing out some plans. I'm planning on going to the UK initially. Um, got a couple people I want to look up uh, in in uh, in the UK that I want to go meet and have some pints with, and uh, kind of making a pil- pilgrimage to Scotland just because of uh, you know I've got some family stuff from there, and I've I've always seen pictures and been like, yeah, I want to go see that place. So that's my initial plan. Um, I'm sure my wife might have something to say about that, but <laughs> she 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 kind of already said I could go once we get some bills paid off and I got some money to spend. So hopefully, if flights are real cheap since nobody's been flying for the last year and a half, maybe I can get it done. Um, next question, it's a really good one actually, is uh, what song brings you joy and what song brings you sadness? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of songs that bring me joy, to be honest with you. Um. I, I love music. I love it. Really, all depends on the mood I'm in. Um, as far as a song that brings me sadness, uh, it may sound a little cliche and corny, but like Hallelujah. There's so many different versions of that song, but it, every time I hear it, it does kind of tug at the heartstrings. So that would probably be the song that brings me sadness. Um, and a good question is: Have your goals for podcasting changed since you started? Not really. <laughs> That's I know it's a, a really simple kind of glib statement, but no, really, my, my my goals are pretty much the same as they are. I mean, if things change and it, this thing takes off or whatever, that's great. But realistically, I I I do this kind of for myself and for the you know forty people that listen on a regular basis. I'm glad you guys enjoyed enough to keep tuning in, and thank you. But no, I my end goal is this is still a hobby for me. I'm I'm not trying to change the world unless I can make it a little bit better. But if I don't get rich and famous doing this, it's not the end of the world for me. So I'm not gonna say that that's changed. Uh, yeah. And then the last question from Weird Distractions is, what's my favorite corny joke? Um, I in that respect, I am a full-on dad. Any qualified dad joke will get a laugh out of me. Um, I think probably, you know, it's really hard to, like I said, I can't really put a finger on it. If it's a dad joke, I'm going to laugh. Uh, there's one, I saw a little video clip rolling around on the internet. It was like a little kid talking to his dad and he tells him that he made a girl cry at school. This is probably the one that's making me laugh the most recently. He says, a girl came up to him and said, I love you. Do you, don't, do you love me back? And he says, well, you're like the sun. And she says, because I'm so bright. And he goes, yeah, but it would be better if you could be 93 million miles away from me. And I was in tears. It's just the kid's delivery was hilarious. So, yeah, that's my favorite corny joke right now. Um, then the next question comes from uh, the Film Rage podcast. Uh, Film Rage is a podcast that's they review movies. It's a couple of guys. It is a movie review podcast, and it's the kind you need to listen to. It's a, it's a great show. These guys go on and review movies as after they watch them, and then they give their feedback on them. And it's honest. It's it's kind of raw. It's it's a good listen. You should go listen to it. And their question is: Is there a topic you're not willing to discuss on your podcast, or one that you're afraid to talk about? Nope. I mean, there's nothing that I'm not willing to discuss. If people want to know what I think about things, there are certain topics that. I 
I don't bring up, not necessarily because I'm not willing to discuss them or one that I'm afraid to talk about, but more because I feel like I'm not going to sit here and talk about in depth about how things like the recent attacks on Asian Americans are impacting Asian Americans. I can talk about how I feel about it because I think it's shitty and horrible and stupid and weak-minded, but I can't speak about it from that perspective. That's pretty much the only restriction on things I will talk about is things that I have literally no fucking basis to talk about, no right to talk about, no angle on it where it's got something to do with me. If it's one of those things where I have no business having an opinion about it, I'll point you to people that can tell you what you need to hear, but I'm not going to sit there and tell you this is what I think. So it's not that I won't discuss the topic. It's more that there are certain topics where I feel I am not qualified to speak on them, and I'm not arrogant enough to think that I am. So it's not that I'm not willing to. It's more that I won't because I don't have a dog in that fight or because... I really have no fucking business speaking about it. It's, it's, so I guess not willing is, is, yeah, I'm not willing to talk about something that I have no fucking business talking about. And that's about as far as it goes. And then lastly, I have a question from the Name Taken podcast. Um, they answered my, does anybody have any Q&A questions for me when I put a post about it on Twitter? With a lovely, what does your mom think when you tell her about your podcast? And I said, you know, that's a good question. And they responded with, well, I'll ask her later. And I was like, ooh, sick burn. Good job, guys. I I really appreciate that. Made me laugh out loud because I'm a 12-year-old in a 42-year-old body. But (laughs) if I'm being completely honest and fair, I don't think my mom listens. She knows it exists. She was very supportive of me doing something, Uh, particularly when it was like pandemic, Aaron sitting in a corner like, marinating his own funk waiting to figure out how life is going to happen and I told her yeah I'm thinking about doing this she was super supportive I know my stepdad listens he's a fantastic guy Um, so hi Mike (laughs) Um, and I'm pretty sure my dad and my stepmom at least occasionally pick up some bits so if you guys hear this hi to you guys too Um, but the question was about what does mom think I think she thinks I swear too much um she doesn't always agree with a lot of my opinions. My mom is of the flower child hippie generation, and a lot of our philosophies diverge because of that. But she is, you know, proud that I'm doing something. <laughs> She's glad I'm not, you know, sitting on my ass and just stewing in my own juices or whatever. So she does like it. I know she's told people about it, but <laughs> how she actually feels about the episodes and the actual content, eh, probably not as favorable like I said I know she she, I know she says I swear too much but that's how I talk so yeah uh that's the long and the short of that one so uh we're coming up on the half hour mark here I'm gonna wrap it up thank you for listening um you know like like I said in the first half it's a little heavier than what I was originally planning for today but this shit happens. It needs to be talked about. Not talking about these issues is not going to fix the problem. It's not going to make things go away. And I hope you guys enjoyed the answers to the Q&A stuff. <laughs> uh, I would like to do another one of those episodes, but I'm going to need questions. I need actual questions to answer before I can have a Q&A episode. So reach out to me on social media. I had to say at podcast.com. All the links to everything is on there. Pick your platform. 
or email me, or there's a phone number. There is a phone number. You can leave a voicemail message or send me a text message, and I will get it, and I will take it into consideration, and I will probably respond. And so, for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.